What is up, people? The legacy continues. I'd like to thank you for joining me again on Real to Real, the show where we bring you real talk, real debate, in search of real solutions to be acted upon. Now, let's get at it. So, once again, we find ourselves with another shooting of a black male by a white police officer. This time in Atlanta, Georgia, at a Wendy's, Rashard Brooks. Now, this case is not going to be anywhere near the cut and dry type of case of George Floyd. And George Floyd should be cut and dry. There's no doubt about that. Now, just for a heads up, we'll be doing a show this Saturday that uh, we will post up on the YouTube page and we will deal with the entire legal aspect of everything that's going on. My guest will be a criminal defense attorney, a retired police officer, and my CPA to deal with a lot of the economic issues that are tied in with the fight that we are having today over the legal and police brutality issues. So, should be an interesting show. I will have it posted up on the Facebook page. We now have a Facebook page, Real to Real. And I'll give you some more details on that uh, at the end of this show. But, once again, Rayshard Brooks. Now, everything was going cool until they decided to put the cuffs on this brother, if you have seen the video. So, where it gets convoluted is when he decides that he is not going to be arrested and he engages the police officers in a struggle. Now, I've heard multiple people that are in law enforcement say that, you know, the criteria that I go by is you do not shoot someone in the back. And to my understanding, that is how the law states it as well. We will find out. But that, you know, you, you just don't shoot someone in the back. Unless, you know, they've already committed multiple felonies or killed other people. I'm not even sure it applies then if they're running or surrendering. But if they've already taken the life of some people, I'm not sure that that would apply. But that was not the case. Now, why that brother decided to fight and wrestle with the cops instead of just going to jail, we will never know. And that is unfortunate because he had a family and children. But he definitely should not have been shot in the back, even though he had a taser. But I just want you to know, this is not going to be that cut and dry. But that officer still very well will face charges and possibly convicted for some type of crime based on the environment that we are in today. Do I think that should happen? To some degree, yes, because you didn't have to shoot him in the back. He really wasn't going anywhere. Was he wrong in fighting the cops and so forth? He should have just taken his charge, went to jail, and he'd be at home with his family by now. But he didn't. But he still didn't deserve to get shot in the back. So, not sure where you stand on that, but we can have that debate. Now, there's a couple of things that I want to discuss today stemming from the murder of George Floyd. And I don't think I'm being hyperbolic on that. And even though no one has been convicted at this point, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that that man was murdered. If you've seen the new video footage that's making the rounds, there were actually 
I assume officers that were attempting to check his pulse or if he was breathing while Derek Chauvin still was applying pressure to that man's neck. Now, at some point within the law, and I will pose that question to the defense attorney, at some point, doesn't it cross a line of either intent or knowing that you are doing harm or that you possibly can kill someone? You can't tell me he didn't know. But again, that's just my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. I am not a law professor or scholar of any type. I'm just using what I consider to be common sense. But we shall see. Now, what I want to get into is this. With everything going on right now, where is our leadership? Who is leading this fight that we are in right now? Because the only group that I am aware of is Black Lives Matter. Now, let me be straight up with you. And I'm sure there are those who will uh, call me out or differ with me. As I said, this show is real talk and real debate. Let's debate it. I am totally for what you are protesting against. For those of you who might not know, uh, but you will if you take a look at the YouTube broadcast, I'm a six foot one black male with an afro. I've had this afro for quite a while. For me, it's not a hairstyle, okay? It is a symbol and a statement of who I am, where I come from, and what I represent. Now, I just put that out there as a qualifier. I am totally with what you are fighting for. That does not mean I have to be totally on board with the tactics and strategies that you use. And anytime I hear you are either with us or against us, that type of absolutism in my mind can be a dangerous proposition. So, you know this show, I've told you before, we are big on definitions, okay? So, I'm only offering one, and it's pertaining to this subject, and I want you to hear this, and I'll explain why I, I, I am giving you this particular definition. Now, I would encourage you, especially under the circumstances that we are in right now in this country, please take the time to look up bigotry, racism, and prejudice. Okay, they have unique definitions. And although sometimes we lump them up all under the same umbrella, which they can be considered in a particular category, they have different definitions, different contexts that they have to be applied or they should be applied. We have Antifa. Please look up the definition of fascism. I think you might find that it might just apply to them as well. Now, what I'm about to give you We'll get into this discussion. And this is going to be a short show. So let me get at it. Authoritarianism. The enforcement or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. One more time. The enforcement or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. Secondary, lack of concern for the wishes or opinions of others. Where are we going with this? I know what we want to fight against. I know what we want to change. 
and I'm 100% with you. But how we go about it and the strategies that we utilize can make all the difference in the world. We have the momentum. People are on your side. There are a lot of people that are on your side. But when I hear someone say what someone better do or they haven't made a statement supporting that all of a sudden they're guilty. If I have to coerce someone to do something, is it real? And for that matter, just because someone is saying something, is it real? Remember people, we're playing chess, not checkers. Just because I offer you a piece on the board to take doesn't mean that it's a good idea. Now, on that same vein, let me offer you a quote. Frederick Nietzsche, whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process, he does not become a monster. And if you gaze long enough into an abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. I offer you to look that up and kind of get a greater sense of the meaning and the purpose of that quote. We have a chance to change the world. Let's not become what we're trying to change. Anger and showing hatred for those who disagree is just repeating the cycle. And for those of you who may question, you know, what I'm saying, my man, look, I'm 54 years old. And for anyone in my generation was born in the 60s, graduated in the 80s, I would dare say it's a safe assessment to say that approximately 80 to 90 percent of everyone out there that's protesting is probably age 40 or younger. I have no proof of that other than what I see on TV, but I'm assuming it's a decently safe bet to say about 80%. Those are our children. I have children in their mid-30s. My siblings that are a couple of years older than me, that's their children. We are the same generation. Those are our children and grandchildren. So I have to question what didn't we do? And believe me, I fully admit we bear some responsibility for the position that we are in right now because of what we didn't do, what we left for our children. After our parents and grandparents took those ass whoopings at Selma during the Civil Rights March, before you had legal recourse, before there was a Civil Rights Bill and legislation, my parents and grandparents were around when there weren't any legal recourse. So don't tell me because I disagree with some of your tactics then I'm either with you or against you because I don't buy in to one particular group or organization. That if I don't support them, there's something wrong with me or I'm the enemy as well. But that's a deeper discussion and debate that we will have to have. Because see, we have still a lot of issues within our own community that we need to take care of. The external issues need to be dealt with. Police brutality, all of that needs to be dealt with. But again, you have momentum going in your direction. You have people actually talking about and trying to enact legislation to deal with it. Do not become the monster that you are trying to defeat. Now, one other thing that I would like to discuss is what exactly is the status that we apply to ourselves in this country? We know about Colin Kaepernick and the flag. Okay, I got that. I just had a conversation 
with a relative. And once again, I got the, we weren't supposed to be here. Uh, you know, that flag doesn't represent us, this and that. But by the end of that conversation, and by the time I got him to read a little bit deeper, he came away with a different understanding. When was the last time you read the Constitution, the Bill of Rights? I hear it all the time, you know, uh, when all men are created equal. And I hear somebody say, oh, they weren't talking about you. They weren't talking about us. We were bought over here. You know, this isn't our country. Well, I respectfully say you're a damn lie. We died and bled for this country. If it wasn't my country, it is now. I have a picture of my grandfather serving in World War I. And yes, he got treated like a damn dog when he came back. But you know what? He fought for it. So you think I'm just going to agree with Roger B. Tawney? Because most of that statement comes from the Dred Scott decision. They weren't talking about you. So I'm supposed to believe him? No. I was born here and I deserve every right and opportunity that anyone else has regardless of their skin color. That document includes you. But the longer you think that it doesn't, the longer this fight is going to be. So that's another debate and discussion we will get into a little deeper as I get a couple of my professors and other people with more knowledge on this issue on this show. And I will post up some links on the Facebook page to some things I would suggest that you read that might address this. And one other thing, let me address this three fifths issue. Because for everything that I've ever read, and again, I'm no professor or constitutional scholar, but I like to think I've read some of the same things that they have. But to my knowledge, if you address yourself as three-fifths of a person that they didn't even consider you a real, uh, a whole person, is it not documented that the reason that that was done was to prevent the South, the people who wanted to keep you enslaved, from gaining more power in the newly formed Congress of this country because they wanted to use their slaves and count them as whole citizens to get a higher level of representation in this newly formed government. So by only counting you as three fifths, they limited their ability to have more seats, which would have equated to more votes and more power to push their agenda. Can we not understand there's a different way to look at that? That there were people in this country who didn't believe in slavery, who didn't want it. We have to have a deeper discussion. So, uh, man, you can find this on YouTube, in books, in documents. You can find black history professors that can speak on this. Come on, man. We have the, the equivalent of the Library of Congress in our hand. We have got to fight to seek the truth and come to a consensus on this information. Now, if I am wrong, I am absolutely up to be proven wrong. Show me the text, show me the documents. Let's get some professors, black, white, whatever. Let's try to find the truth. That's what this show is all about. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but you've got to prove me wrong. Just as I have to prove myself to be right to the best of my ability. And I ask nothing that I won't expect of myself to provide where I got my information from who I spoke with and we can compare. It's not to take away anything that happened or that was done to us. It was cruel, heartless, inhumane. And in my eyes, it speaks more 
to the degradation of the soul of those who committed those atrocities than it ever will about the people who were subjected to it. So don't get me confused about how I feel about it. But we can either continue the anger and destruction and division or we can take this opportunity to change everything and build our communities, build our relationships, repair our family unit. I find it interesting that over the years we haven't even been able to come to uniformity with our own title. Now, I don't use, uh, let me put it this way, I'm not afraid of the word. I, I believe it's quite childish to say the N-word. I understand why they do it. But when we throw it around, you know, like we're popping Skittles, it's just a term that I used to use. But like Richard Pryor and others, it's not a term that I really care to use because I never was that and never will be that. And I don't see how it's some kind of term of endearment that we have taken back. Last I checked, how do you change the definition of a word? Just because you say you're applying it differently, you know, okay, that, that's your thing. That's not how I see it. But we've been called Negro, Black, African-American, colored. I mean, we have work to do within our own ranks while we're working on this. But where do we stand in this country? I consider myself a black man, a black American, but I am an American. I was born here. I'm a black American of African descent, but I don't consider myself an African American because I've never been, have no, no connection other than my heritage. And it concerns me because in a lot of ways, we don't even have a relationship with our African brothers and sisters that are here. We have two totally separate communities for the most part. How many do you know? How many do you kick it with? How many conversations do you have with your African brothers that are from Africa, that came here directly from that continent of their own volition? In the last week, in the last month, in the last year, how many of you had a conversation with? I try to have as many as I can. There is a rift between our communities. And while we're working on this racism thing, which needs to be dealt with, we need to be dealing with the divides in our community as well. That's all I'm saying. I'm not taking anything away from the police brutality fight. But there are other things that we have to deal with as well. And I believe we can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. So be careful of who we are selecting as our leaders. Don't put a false shepherd in charge of the flock. A hundred years ago, there was a black Wall Street. There can be again. We can rebuild our communities, but first we have to rebuild our minds. The physical chains fell off a long time ago, but the psychological shackles seem to still be attached in a lot of ways. We shed those, we free our minds. If we free our minds, our bodies are sure to follow. And then we can realize and see what we want come to fruition. By our own hands, not by asking someone else to do it and toppling over statues and trying to rewrite history. In a lot of cases, it can't be just that you can't just tear down. You have to build something. But I get it. I just don't take a lot of satisfaction out of tearing down a statue at this point. 
that's a debate that we can have. I hope to have. And I'm not pushing my thoughts or opinions on anyone. And as always, I encourage you, email me. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, via Skype, whatever, let's have that debate. And I encourage you to have that debate with friends and family. They disagree with you, talk about it. You can agree to disagree, but at least have a conversation. If you dismiss someone just because they disagree with you, then we're back to becoming the monster that you are trying to fight. That is my fear. My parents and grandparents did not walk around every day angry. At least they didn't show it to us. And if you think for one minute that you've experienced more racism or police brutality than they did, I have to wonder about your grip on reality. Is there racism and police brutality today? Absolutely. To the degree that they experienced it, you're going to have to make that case for me. So anyway, the point of the show ultimately was to ask the question, what is our status in our eyes? And we need a history lesson on that. We need to come to a consensus on that. Because as long as we keep thinking this is not our country, the longer it will take to close the divide. You can't square you want to do away with racism and be treated equally and fairly, but yet you don't belong here. It was never for you. How are you going to square that in your own mind? Because that never was the case. Don't confuse how certain people in power treated you and the things that they didn't acknowledge about you and rights that applied to you with the fact that it wasn't there. It was there. It did apply to you. Now, I know some will say, well, if they wouldn't apply it to you, then it didn't exist. No, it existed. They were wrong. It was a lie and you were cheated. But that doesn't mean it wasn't yours to have. So in conclusion, I want us to discuss this while we are having this fight. Again, we can walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, but we need more than one organization leading this fight and we better be sure that that organization has the best interest of all of us not just the ones that drank the kool-aid or buy in 100 percent because otherwise you do a disservice to any group or organization that came before fights that were had to get you the rights that you have today don't dismiss or ignore history that is a tactic of your enemy Remember, the victor writes the propaganda of the vanquished. I hope that you will reach out to me. I hope that we can have this discussion and I hope that we can come together as a people. Respect each other, have productive conversations and debates and work together so that we all can have a better life, feel safe and work for the greater good for all of us. I appreciate your time. Once again, we are on Facebook, Real to Real. You can check out the Facebook page at FB, F as in Frank, B as in boy, dot me, forward slash, next lev2, N-E-X-T-L-E-V, the number two. That'll take you right to the page. Please like the page. We'll put up a link to the uh, YouTube post. Once again, it should be an interesting show on saturday i'm gonna pose questions to a criminal defense attorney 
in regards to uh, the George Floyd as well as the Raynard Brooks case and how all of this proposed legislation might affect how police operate. The main topic is what are your rights as well as what are our responsibilities when dealing with police officers. We'll pose some other legal questions. We'll also have my guy Wayne, retired police officer, to speak from both sides. He grew up in a black neighborhood and is now a retired officer, so he can speak from both sides. And my CPA, Mr. Whitaker, to speak on the economic aspect of all of what's going on now. So it should be an interesting show. If you have any questions that you would like to pose, if you have any issues with anything I've said, please feel free. I am totally up for the debate. Just understand, I am with what you are fighting for. Believe in it. Know your anger is justified. But how we do it and how we go about it will make all the difference. I don't want to lose the argument. I don't want to lose this opportunity that could change everything. But I also don't want to become that monster that we're fighting against. So check us out. Email me at nextlev2 at gmail.com. Let's grow the show. Let's hear what you have to say. And I appreciate you taking the time. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Hey, be good, be careful out there, and I look forward to speaking with you on the next show. Peace out.